Good morning and welcome to another edition of Texans Unfiltered, a Houston football podcast for your Houston Texans. I am Young Ari Gold. Uh, I am here again for my morning stream. Uh, we are definitely um, doing this on a consistent basis. I appreciate everybody that tunes in. Thank you guys. I uh, hope you guys had a nice long weekend. Uh, lots of interesting things that happened. Uh, nice wild card weekend. Uh, Jaguars upsets the the Chargers after being 27-0. I want to talk a little bit about the difference between the rebuilds that the Giants are in and the Jags are in and which one you know is most applicable to how the Texans could potentially move forward as uh, they're two different situations. So um, with that being said, though, I want to hop straight into the uh, news about Sean Payton um, interviewing with the Houston Texans yesterday. Uh, the interview happened, uh, it was announced uh, last night around 7.30 or 8, uh, that Sean Payton has interviewed for the with the Houston Texans for their uh, current uh, opening at head coach. Um, I've been very vocal about not really being on the Sean Payton train. It's not really anything against Sean Payton to an extent. I do think he's a good coach. I don't know if he's as great of a coach as people make him out to be. Uh, but a lot of it also has to do with like the two big components for why or big reasons why I'm not for the Sean Payton hire is one, the draft capital that you have to give up to get him. Um, I'm just not a fan of that. And and then to pair that with the fact that he's also 56 years old uh, last year when he took the Fox job, uh, he was discussing, you know, that now is not the right time and that he has other passions in life. And all of a sudden in a year that's changed. I, I'm just not a big proponent of of believing that your path or your journey in life is just flip like that. Um, and whatever his reasoning may be, I, I do agree with every other sentiment that people have brought up and every other point that people have brought up in the sense that do, does Sean Payton bring instant credibility? Yes. Is there a good chance that Sean Payton can turn this around a lot quicker? Yes. Is there long-term stability, though? Is there going to be someone who's invested in the city, invested in the organization, is going to be here for the next 10 years, let's say? Um, <clears throat> and, and maybe 10 years is long, eight years, seven years, whatever it may be. I That's that's where I question Sean Payton and where he's <clears> – how long he's going to be here and where what his motives are. Um, you know, he's going to be a highly sought-after coach, as we're seeing already. He's, you're going to have to open up a wallet to pay him which doesn't matter to Texans fans. And I totally get it. You know, if you're paying Sean Payton $20 million a year, it's not like it's against the cap. Um, so what does it really matter? And I totally understand that. Uh, but yesterday he was on Colin Cowherd uh, and, you know, he was asked by Colin about the Texans job. And, uh, you know, is that something that he would, he would consider? And before Colin could even finish saying consider, uh, Sean Payton said, absolutely. Uh, absolutely. I, I, I do know ownership. Uh, I do know Nick Casario a little bit. Uh, they have a ton of draft capital and cap space. He says that it's, you know, it's definitely a, a job that is uh, is something that he would be interested in. Uh, so honestly, that was a great thing from a pu publicity perspective. For the last three years, the Texans have been shit on completely to be able to see that, uh, you know, somebody with Sean Payton's stature can give – a pretty good endorsement of the Houston Texans and where they're at, given the fact that they fired back-to-back, -back, you know, first time or first year head coaches in back-to-back -back seasons, you know, and then, you know, with the Jack Easterby stuff, the Deshaun Watson stuff, the way Bill O'Brien left everything, 
to come in and, and say that absolutely he would take that job or consider that job, um, I think was a great thing for Texans fans and the city of Houston, but really it was a great thing for Nick Casario, Cal McNair, and Hannah McNair. To have somebody come out and say that after what's been going on over the last few years, is, it's, it's a really big deal, and I'm glad that something like that happened. Uh, it explains everything that you know we've all kind of been saying is that it's, it, it is a desirable job. There's not very many jobs that you – are going to take in the NFL that have the draft capital, have the cap space um, and have the ability to do quite a, 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 like a quick turnaround given the draft capital and cap space. So Sean Payton saying that was great. And then Colin Cowherd asked him about compensation. And it was actually kind of funny because when he asked about compensation, Sean was under the impression that he was asking about how much he's going to get paid. Um, per year like contract and uh what he re- what colin really meant was compensation from a draft perspective uh what would a team have to give up to uh to have the rights to hire sean payton and sean payton was very transparent <clears throat> he said a mid to late first round pick is what mickey loomis and the saints are going to want uh and then instantly i actually had to drive to Hearn, texas yesterday to pick up a bumper for a car and um uh, so i was listening to clinton ron uh, I think his name's Ron. And um, they were talking about, boom, the 12th pick automatically. Uh, give it up for him. Uh, what's up, Giovanni? What's up, Day Texans? Um, give up the 12th pick overall, and let's bring Sean Payton in here. <clears throat> I think coaching matters. I think coaching's probably just as important as having your franchise quarterback in place. So I can understand the reasoning behind giving up the 12th pick. If Sean Payton comes, I would assume that that would mean, based on his comments, that Bryce Young is out of the picture at two, right? Um, He talked about prototyping, and especially prototyping in the first 15 picks in the first round. I would assume that Bryce Young automatically comes off of the options of quarterback to draft with Sean Payton as your head coach. So if that's the case, if I was to propose anything, uh, and, and maybe this is a stretch, but this is, in my mind, um, where I would go um, if I was Nick Casario. This would be where I probably started. Um, let me see real quick where what the draft order is because I totally forgot to check that earlier. So, yes. Okay. So, my thought would be instead of giving up 12, what if the Texans – were to oh nope doesn't work never mind i guess the saints don't have a first round pick this year i was gonna say we could swap um we could swap the whatever pick they had in the first round with the second pick but it doesn't look like they have a pick which is strange uh oh from new orleans philadelphia eagles okay well never mind then that takes everything off the table uh i wouldn't give up 12 this year i would maybe give up the browns pick next year uh but that's probably about it i'm not trying i'm trying to add talent to this team immediately uh i need talent this year i need i need the turnaround to start i need to be able to invest and see the develop player development we have other players that are needing it as well right we need to surround the rest of the team with talent so that players like Jalen petrie can continue to take steps in their development Kenyon green can take a big step in his development uh damian pierce Derek stingley things of that nature i can't i can't wrap my mind around giving up 12 
I can give up next year's Browns pick, but I can't give up 12 this year. I can't do it. The 34th pick, I, I think, yeah, or 33rd, I think, is what ends up being this year. Um, I would give that pick up uh, and be fine with it, but I'm, I'm definitely not giving up 12. I'm not. Not for a coach that has kind of teetered the line of, I kind of want to coach, I don't want to coach, I kind of want to coach, I don't want to coach. Not giving up the compensation needed to potentially have somebody that's not here long term. So, um, and I agree, Sean Payton bailed after Breeze retired, after everything was gutted on the roster, all the draft picks and cap space was spent. I agree. Um, and not only that, like he's just older, he's 56. You know, he's very much, he's, he has an ego. He doesn't show it very often on Fox, but like he doesn't remind me of a guy that's going to, he, he reminds me of just a nicer Bill O'Brien. He's going to have his way. He's not going to have a lot of people challenge him. And he's just going to go about his, his path. I don't really want that moving forward. I want a young coach that comes in that isn't surrounded by yes men, challenges their thoughts, is a little innovative in the way he does things on an offensive perspective and a defensive perspective, is forever evolving, um, and isn't looking to to just take what he's done in the past and implement it here and, and hope that works. Uh, so th- that's probably one of the bigger reasons. So yeah, I, I would not give up 12. I wouldn't give up two. Uh, I would give up either the 33rd pick or I would give up, I guess if I had to, and, and Nick's set on Sean Payton, I don't think he is, but if he is set on Sean Payton, I would give up next year's Browns pick uh, for Sean Payton. Uh, this week, D'Amico Ryan's interviews, I think either Thursday or Friday, Thomas Brown this week, uh, the defensive coordinator for the Broncos this week. And um, there's somebody else. I totally forgot who though. I don't know. There's somebody else that's coming in this week. Uh, so a busy week for, for Nick Serio, Cal McNair, and, he, and Hannah McNair. Nice to see that they're really taking this and they're moving as fast as they can. They're really trying to get ahead of this. Ben Johnson interviewed uh, Friday. Gannon interviewed on Saturday. We're definitely, I think, probably within the next two to three weeks, we'll have an understanding of who it is, uh, who the main, the leading candidate is. I would say right now probably Jonathan Gannon is the leading candidate. Uh, let's hope Ben Johnson is up there with that. But we'll have to see. Uh, now let's get to walk our weekend. Uh, what a great weekend of football. Uh, I didn't watch last night's game because I hate the Cowboys, but it looks like they took care of business. Uh, let's start with the New York Giants. New York Giants have been a bad team. They've also been a bad, like they're a bad roster too. Not as like, yeah, they're actually up until the season, they were probably right there with the Texans. They had a quarterback that nobody believed in and kind of showed no promise over the last three years. Uh, had moments, but not really big moments. Uh, and they fired their coach, Joe Judge, which what a terrible hire that was in the first place. But And hired Brian Dabble. And Dabble came in this year and changed the culture, changed the identity, and supported and helped develop Daniel Jones. And on Sunday, what we saw was Daniel Jones is developing into a good quarterback, an above average quarterback. And it's interesting to see how they went about this process. Tons of talent on defense, not, not tons of talent outside of Saquon Barkley and Daniel Jones on offense, not wide, not a ton of wide receivers, no real tight end. They, they are still in rebuild mode from a roster perspective. But Brian Dabble has shown what you can do with the right coach, with the right scheme, 
with the with the right coaches around him. They weren't like the Jags, who, you know, if we were to compare the two, the Jags have had a ton of number one picks and early first round picks, tons of cap space they spend in this offseason. And they were able to grab Trevor Lawrence, who's regarded as the best quarterback prospect since Andrew Luck. So what is that, 2012 or 13, 14, whatever it may be. So they grabbed the number one quarterback prospect since Andrew Luck, and then were able to also add a ton of pieces over the last three years uh, with being so bad in the draft. Then they went into free agency, added some weapons. Evan Ingram is a a hit. Um, That was a huge hit by uh, Trent Baalke. And uh, Christian Kirk looks good. Uh, Marvin Jones looks good. They all look as if they um, they did pretty well, to be honest with you. And and the comeback from 27-0, you have to have a top-tier quarterback to be able to come back in those types of situations. But the rebuilds are totally different. One is very team-driven. Uh, we're gonna we're gonna develop the roster. Um, we, you know, we don't know what we have at quarterback, but we're gonna wait and see. We're gonna try to help develop him, and we're just gonna play good, sound, fundamental discipline football all three phases and continue to evolve this roster and then the other one is we're going to grab the best quarterback in a long long time in the draft and we're going to surround him with pieces and you know we're going to get to this point it just shows that there's so many different philosophies when building a roster uh and you know it doesn't always have to be the you you grab a quarterback to to make the, to, to speed up this rebuild. You have to have the right quarterback for that to happen. Uh, and I don't know if there's, if that quarterback is in this draft. I know a lot of people are like Bryce Young, Bryce Young, Bryce Young. I think Bryce Young is super talented. I think he is a very, very good college quarterback, probably one of the better college quarterbacks and all the things that people praise about his game um, are, are great tangibles and great attributes to have. But the things that I question are those same attributes that he has. Uh, people say, you know, his processing. Okay, so his processing in college at Alabama um, is great. But now that processing has to take another significant step because the windows, everything about the NFL is faster. He's going to have to be able to be a better processor. Arm strength. People say he's got a, he's got a good arm, an okay arm. Okay, and and that works in college. Will that work and translate into the NFL? Because I don't see his arm strength getting better given his size. Uh, and so, you know, the the breakdown on plays. Okay, so when you don't have, uh, you know, uh, what's his name in uh, in Dallas uh, Parsons? When you have Michael, if you don't have Michael Parsons chasing you, or Kevion Thibodeau, or uh, the Bosa brothers, or you know, are you able to still create? against that top tier talent on defense and honestly i don't know and i think those are the biggest questions outside of size and frame with bryce young i don't know if there is a quarterback like trevor I, or actually I, I i don't believe there is a quarterback as talented as trevor lawrence in this draft uh and it, it makes me think like if we look at the giants and the way that they did things get the right coach get the right scheme get the right assistant coaches and you could potentially move this rebuild further along a little bit quicker it may not be the most traditional way you're not having a quarterback winning you games but maybe you can find a guy in the second or third that you could be able to do it um most people feel like young is going to be fine that's fine all of you guys just want a quarterback is really what it boils down to it doesn't boil down 
to anything else. You guys are tired of quarterback play. You guys were burnt by Deshaun Watson and you guys are ready to replace him and have the quarterback of the future. And I'm totally on board with that. I want the same thing. I think the difference is for me, I don't want to do it because I feel like we need to do it. I don't want to take a quarterback because you feel like you have to take a quarterback. I don't want to take one because we're desperate. I want to take a quarterback because he's the right quarterback for this situation and this coaching staff and this roster and is able to elevate it and is going to be a great quarterback for us for the next you know 10 to 15 years. I think a lot of people are just dead set on grabbing a quarterback because they feel like that is that that's how it's going. Like that's how you do it. You do it this way and you can, but there has to be the right quarterback for you to draft, for you to have the opportunity to actually reach the levels that you're wanting to reach. And I, I don't think the quarterback in this draft is there. Maybe Anthony Richardson, you're not taking him at two. He's going to go in the first round, no matter what anybody thinks. Anthony Richardson is going to go in the first round because of the fifth year option. Uh, so anybody that says Anthony Richardson, grab him on day two, you're not going to be able to grab Anthony Richardson at day two. He's too much of an athletic freak. Uh, and that fifth year option on quarterbacks is extremely important. Somebody will either trade up if he's still there uh, towards the end of the first round, but he's going in the first round and he has the highest ceiling out of any quarterback in this draft. So maybe Anthony Richardson, but that's going to take some time and it's, you're going to have to wait, you know, maybe he starts day one but I highly doubt it. I'd rather him sit a, 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 a year and, and sit behind a veteran quarterback and, and start to learn the NFL. But uh, Anthony Richardson to me is the guy that you, you probably want to target. Maybe that he's targeted at 12. I don't know, but I, I don't see Bryce young at two for the Texans, especially now with, you know, how, where things are at and what we're hearing. Um, so that's my thought. So I'd rather go the Giants route, especially with where we're at uh, and what's available in the upcoming draft. There are some veteran quarterbacks. If somebody was interested that you could grab, that would be a stopgap quarterback. It doesn't put you in quarterback purgatory. Like everybody says, you don't have to go the Colts way. The Colts decided not to con- to draft a quarterback. They decided to trade for three quarterbacks in three different seasons. That, that doesn't mean you're in quarterback pur- purgatory. The Texans traded up from 20 to 12 to grab Deshaun. Like there's so many different scenarios. I'm so tired of hearing the quarterback purgatory narrative. It's like, it's, it's really honestly one of the laziest narratives I've ever heard. It's like they do no research whatsoever. If you want a quarterback, you have the assets on draft day to trade up to the next two drafts. You can go trade up and grab your quarterback. It's that simple. Teams do it all the time. Um, So yeah, but it's interesting when you look at the different rebuilds. You look at the Jags and, you know, they got the right coach and the right uh, quarterback and, you know, they beat the Chargers and on wild card weekend and they're looking forward to, you know, I think they play the Chiefs this week. And then, you know, the Giants, they beat the Vikings. They look like a really competent team. They've invested in Daniel Jones. They've seen him develop and continue to develop and progress. And uh, he looks like a above average quarterback at this time, surround him with some weapons, who knows what he actually becomes, but props to the Giants for sticking with the developmental plan, sticking with Daniel Jones. It's much easier to develop a quarterback uh, from a franchise perspective than it is to give up on said quarterback and go back to to the well and grab another one and hope that that's him. Uh, So props to the Giants for being able to do something like that. Uh, But yeah, that's really about it. Lots of interviews lined up this week. Uh, should be a pretty good week for Texans news. Um, i excited to kind of hear some more news that comes out. Uh, so where I stand to recap, I'm not trading 12 for Peyton. I'll trade next year's Browns pick, or I'll potentially trade the 33rd pick overall. Uh, so the second pick in the second round this year. Uh, but that's about as far as I'm going for Sean Payton. I'm, I, I will always question 
you know, his desire to coach, or is it really just his desire to make, you know, 15 to 20 million a year? Um, hopefully they trade back at two. That's my, my guess. I'm, I'm expecting that to be the case, but we'll have to see how things go. Uh, with that being said, uh, moving forward. So I, what we're going to do is I've had my producer tell me we should probably go Monday, Wednesday, Friday for the mornings. Um, not every day. It's going to be hard to have content every day. So that makes total sense. I know Landry Locker does it, but that's Landry. I, I have too many other things in life going on to be able to do that. Uh, but uh, I plan to do Monday, Wednesday, Friday. If I have a wild hair on my ass, up my ass, uh, maybe I'll come through on a Tuesday or a Thursday morning. But this is going to be a continuous thing. Uh, I will be here at, uh, at least three times a week. If you guys have any questions, make sure you guys put them in the chat. Uh, hit the like and subscribe button. Tell a friend about Texans Unfiltered YouTube. Tell them about Texans Unfiltered uh, podcast and Make sure you guys go. I'm not on Twitter anymore, but you can follow me on Twitter. I'll eventually be back right before the draft. But, uh, yeah, and with that being said, uh, I'm going to sign off for Texans Unfiltered. I'm Young Ari Gold. I'll see you guys tomorrow morning, and I hope you guys have a great week.